With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dave AC and... The Sixth Doctor. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, and it's almost Christmas time, and there's another present to you all. The Cotton Collective are back. Yes, it's our irregularly scheduled show. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's what you've become. Come to expect. Uh, we've got a, a lean crew at the moment, um, and of course, uh, yeah, I'm here. Of course, Ian Bassett, and uh, it's over to you, Mary Berry. Oh, I thought you'd do that. Yeah, yeah. It would be so seamless. Uh, although we almost slipped through the crack anyway. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, good to be back, Ian. It's good to be back. Yes, yes, and. Um, well, for intro, in, further introductions, we're going to go straight to Cone. If you cone. enjoy this. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> Seamless, I tell you. Seamless. It is, it is Control. Control. New Agent Training Program, Section 3.5, The Cone of Silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. The portable cone of silence. What? And he's here, king of the cone, Cybob. Yes. Yes, we well, got Cybob. Just as well you're here. I mean, it, it takes us eight years to get to this sort of perfection, you know. Exactly. Yes. Smooth as silk. Seamless. Seamless. <laughs> Yes, um, it's a as I said, it's a lean crew. Um, uh, Ken's Ken's whereabouts are, uh, are are out there. He's out there. He's been invited. We, we know he's alive and well. Um, which brings us to some some concerning news. Uh, we haven't heard from um, our man in the field, Mr. Rick Wall. Um, so if you're out there, Rick, uh, I hope you're doing well. And drop us a line and let us know how you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, to we need somebody to straighten Dave out, to be honest. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, we're, we're wondering whether he might be, um, you know, um, having some support at the moment. And if he can't get onto uh, Facebook, uh, maybe one of his Facebook friends will uh, post a little update for us there. Because, mm. you know, he's a very strong and uh, uh, long-term member of the Cult Collective. And yeah. uh, really, we haven't got news about anybody else. I think... Ian, they're out watching a certain film. I can hear the swish, 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 swish of a certain lightsaber going. I think uh, they're all doing what you were doing a day or so ago. Oh, we're talking about Star Wars. 
So I was yeah. completely different. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, actually, well, that's, that's where that, that is. That is where our our other man in the field, uh, Mr. Mike Randall Thor, our our um, supporting wheel, uh, our third wheel, as I like to call him, um, of the cult of collectors is today. He's out watching. He's getting his Star Wars on. He's getting his. He's getting his Last Jedi going. Yeah, um, so. and I and I would estimate. I would estimate about now, Darth Skeptical is watching his, what, fifth or sixth viewing of it by now? Probably, yes. <laughs> He'll see it with it a crowd. In a different language. He's probably watching yeah. it in German now. Um, <laughs> Italian will be slightly later on. Um, yeah. But, no, no, it'd be Graham Sheridan watching it in German. He'll, be watch, he'll have watched it with a crowd, without a crowd, at the midnight viewing, in IMAX, in 3D, in 3D IMAX. So, to my reckoning, he's and with his eyes closed. at least <laughs> he's up to at least the sixth viewing of it by now. So, I hope you're enjoying it, Darth. And maybe yeah. in the new year, you'll give us a a full uh, report that can have spoilers in it. But uh, yep. for now, we'll keep a little bit mum on that. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody in the room has seen it. Ah, indeed. So there, there may be a spoiler-free review, as difficult as that is. Coming up. Do we have any other? Oh, there's, there's yeah. been lots and lots and lots of news, but the monkey's on vacation. It, 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 it's Christmas, and so we gave him some time off. So, unfortunately, there's no news. Um, well, actually, there's a ton of news. We're just not doing it because we're so far behind. Um, we just figured we'd wait till it came back around again. <laughs> Are you doing it again? Fast behinds, slow behinds, far behinds. You love them, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> my behind, my behind, so fast. Uh, uh, I run like a uh, what is it? Like a penguin Peng- with my arms on fire. Sums you up to a T. That. <laughs> yes, I do waddle with great intent. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, but while we're in a good mood, I think we ought to. Uh, we've got some some another friend of the Colton Collective to mention here, uh, Ian, and if, with your permission, I'll go to that now. All right. It's uh, Mr. Louis Trapani, the uh, founder of Dot uh, Who Podshock, uh, one of the three founder members of Podshock, uh, and it's his birthday today. So uh, if you're listening to this, Louis, and uh, if you're not, we want you to pay up. Um, very, very... Uh, I was going to say almost Merry, I nearly slipped into Merry Christmas there. Happy yep. birthday, Lewis. And um, I haven't been able to just check with um, uh, Mr. Lee Shackleford, but I hope he will not mind us playing a little tribute that he put together for Mr. Lewis Trapani, the Podfather. Since the earliest days of podcasting, when Classic Who was the only Who, There has always been Louis Trapani. And that's why we call him the Podfather. And indeed we do. Uh, so, yep. very best wishes to Louis. I hope he's having uh, 
Luckily, he's not too close to Christmas, so he can at least... Uh, he won't be one of these people, these poor people, that get one present for both. <laughs> right. Happy birthday, Lewis. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're not having to work too hard. And uh, th- those people who uh, recognise that voice, uh, but maybe not the name, Lee Shackleford, he's one of the three members of uh, Discussing Who, um, and he's also has his own Relativity podcast, which is a uh, a drama cast uh, documentary. And uh, I'm going to put in the roots. This is um, www.relativitypodcast.com, a sci-fi serial for your eyes and mind. And there have been two series of that, and I'll put the link in the room to that. And uh, while Ian talks a little bit, I'll also put it in uh, for uh, uh, Lee, along with uh, Kyle and Clarence, uh, the link to the Discussing Who podcast, which has now done about 80-odd episodes, 86 episodes. Uh, In fact, uh, their uh, most recent one, episode 86, is the review of Doctor Who, The Two Doctors. Ian. And that's at www.discussingwho.com. It was interesting because at some point during that spiel, Dave said, while Ian talks, I'll do the following, and then didn't stop. <laughs> well, you can run with your ass on fire. My mouth's always running on fire. No, that's not right. But you know what I mean. <laughs> But my son Matthew, uh, I'll embarrass him on the show for once. Uh, he, he, he rings, he rings me up and you know keeps checking me. And uh, at the end of the conversation, I say, "Well, it's been nice talking to you, Matthew." And he says, "It's been nice listening, Dad." They push the phone down. No, knows you too well. <laughs> All right, where are we going now? <laughs> uh, well. Well, I think we ought to just mention um, uh, a couple of things. Um, uh, no, we don't. We don't want to have any sad themes, as you said. We're not really going right. on, on news, but um, no, I, I think we'll we'll leave all that and uh, let's uh, let's have your review. Uh, I can set the scene for you with oh, yeah. a couple of trailers. Um, the first ones. Um, no, I'll, ju- I'll just play this one trailer because it's rather long. Here we go. But I do have a little clip from the Graham Norton show as well for you. Okay. Here we go. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, No. 
Deporte. Oh, you wanted more? Oh, yeah. It was really good. <laughs> Probably the most difficult review I think I've ever had to do in my life is to do a spoiler-free review of this movie. Um, one of the things I posted on Facebook on uh, Paul Salamoff's uh, page, because he wrote a, a nice review which kind of encapsulated a lot of my thoughts, um, was that... Not only was this, for me, uh, a really enjoyable and good uh, Star Wars movie, is it was a really good and enjoyable movie. Um, there are movies you go to... I mean, you can enjoy the content all you like, um, but there's that time when you are sitting there, especially in a, something that's, I think it's about two and a half hours, um, that your bum starts to fall asleep. Or your legs get a little start getting a little stiff, or you know, you feel like you're gonna get up and stretch or something. That didn't happen with this movie. I did not notice any of that discomfort, or you know, I've been sitting here a while. The time just seemed to um, stand still, but didn't matter anymore. Um, I got really kind of sucked into the movie. Um, there's a lot more humor in in this iteration of a, a, a you know of Star Wars, um, which I enjoy. I'm 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 a big I'm a guy who likes a lot. I like jokes, um, as you can tell from from this podcast. And so the humor in this sat well with me. Um, it probably doesn't with some fans. I don't know, but with me, I I, I enjoyed it. Um, the action, the pacing, uh, everything was great. There's multiple storylines going on at the same time, which enables them to switch back and forward between things, and it really kind of keeps the whole ball rolling all at once. And like I said, you don't at any point look at your watch and go, you know, has it got much longer to go? Um, there's no real false endings. Everything kind of seems to in the right direction and, and, and you know come to this this point and you're like okay that's we're done you know um, some movies you know you're like okay we're good here uh, well, one, one, one perfect example of that is uh, the Netflix series um, 
Marvel one. I can't remember his name now. Um, the big guy with impenetrable skin. Um, oh, what's his name now? Oh, you mean the Luke Cage? Luke Cage. Luke Cage to me had like five different endings. It just came, seemed to keep ending. And then there'd be another episode, and I'm like, I thought we were done, um, but but yeah, and so that's a that's a comparison. There is, is is a show that's like, you know, multiple endings, but this just seemed to just all go and go go and go and and until you know until the end of the this episode. Um, again, like I said, it's hard finding the right words without saying all the cool things. Well, can, uh, can you put it in context a little bit? This, this, this without, because it's not spoilerish, it actually starts, or part of it starts, as far as I understand it, where where the last one finished. Um, right. Because this, can you just, for those listeners who are in the dark, I mean, uh, they're doing alternate storylines, so, you know, the right. last story was a completely different somewhere else in the Timeline right, or whatever you right. We we pick up in the in the same, roughly the same um, area that we were, um, and there's other things happening. Um, so the I'm trying to think what the even the opening the Force Awakens. Well, and yeah. it it follows on from the Force Awakens, doesn't it? That's right. The point I'm making. Yeah. Not the. I wasn't sure if we. If we can't, I can't remember if. No, when we come into this um, this episode, it doesn't pick up on the, the top of the island. It picks up somewhere else, but then we we bounce over to the island and finish off that, that scene, uh, where where Ray finds Luke and you know, holds out the lightsaber. We get the continuation of that scene. So that's a spoiler, but we all kind of knew we were gonna get that, you know, how that played out. Um well, let, let me play a, a little clip of Mark Hamill talking on the Graham Norton show, because okay. I think he refers to that a little bit. It's only about 50 seconds. And, uh, Mark, please reassure everyone, you are in this film more than in the last <laughs> I can assure you all, in this movie, my part is twice as big. <laughs> Two pages. <laughs> I know I appear and I turn the page and it says the end, I went, what? <laughs> Why did they train me for a year, you know? No, did they make you train for a year for oh, that? Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I went twice a week. I actually drove to the gym. Carrie had the equipment uh, installed in her house. Yeah. And there were numerous times when she'd come to the door and say, Oh, is it today? Mm, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I rearranged my whole schedule. Never missed it. I was never late. Never missed a, 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 a session. And uh, I, it was probably smart of them because if, if J.J. had told me what my participation was, I probably wouldn't have been motivated to stay on the if it tastes good, don't eat it diet. <laughs> and I could have been the size of Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now in those robes. Nobody would know. <laughs> But we find you on the, 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 the Irish crag. Right. Uh, it's Skellig Michael, is it Skellig Michael? Skellig Michael, Michael yeah. you know, off the coast of Ireland. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't, yeah. It, it is, I mean, it is like a big ad for Irish tourism. Ooh. It oh, looks yeah. fabulous. It really does. Um, and, Daisy, you were there to, to find him. To... I was. Yes. Or Ray was. Yes. Imagine if you had just been living there and I was like, Mark! <laughs> when I first read the script, since I was only in it for 20 seconds, I said, oh, this will be green screen. 
I'll just go up the road to JJ's studio in Santa Monica and I'll be done by lunchtime. Yeah. Little did I know, because Skellig Michael, boy, you climb, mm. there's over 600 steps. Yeah. I asked, how long are you giving the crew to get up there? They said about 45 minutes. I said, give me an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, Ari. Yep. Yeah, that must have been, uh, that must have been a lot of fun. I, I think there was another story, too, about... Uh, um, Mark Hamilton, they had, they had another day of filming up the top, and he asked if he could stay up there so he wouldn't have to go down and come back up again. Unfortunately, it wasn't allowed to like, pinch a tent or anything up there because of the status of the island or whatever. Then, you know, he wasn't allowed to stay up there. <laughs> but he's like, I don't want to climb all the way <laughs> come back up again. <laughs> it's not that. Don't blame him. Um, but, yeah, it's – I think it's, it's – it's worth the money, and and um, over the years, I'm sure many of you um, listeners will have heard me say I don't go to the theater a lot. I tend to wait till things come out on DVD or Blu-ray, uh, and then watch them then, or I'll rent something streaming-wise, or you know, wait for a sale. Um, cheap bastard. Uh, no, it's, just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's expensive to go to the movies. I mean... To go and see this movie, it cost me, I think, about, I mean, didn't have to, but it cost me about $27 all up. Because you get in there, and you smell the popcorn, and you're like, I need some popcorn. i got to have some theater popcorn. And, of course, then you're like, well, it's kind of salty. And it's a bit dry, so better get a drink, too. And it's bloody expensive. Um, so, for me, going to the movies, you kind of have to, you don't have to have those things. But it's one of those things about the experience. You sit there, you get your popcorn, you get your drink, you get your, you know, movie on the big screen with all the good sounds and everything, and you just make a a, a night of it. Uh, it's like going out for a nice meal. You know, um, you spend a certain amount of money, you expect a certain amount of return on that. And to me, it was worth it. It was worth every every penny I spent on this experience. Um, it's like going to a steakhouse and you know getting just the right kind of steak. Uh, it was a really good, entertaining movie um, that, I mean, I understand there's a lot of fans out there who are disappointed, but you're going to get that with every fan group. Um, as we'll talk about later, you know, we've got a, uh, we've got a brand new doctor coming and uh, not everybody's happy about it, but that's, that's the same every time we go around with us. Um, when me, my soul was, you know, people last time were complaining that, uh, the force awakens was too much like a new hope and that they wanted to see something, you know, different. And so we got something a bit different and now everybody's complaining it's not star Wars enough. <laughs> so nobody's ever going to be happy. Um, so that's why I kind of like my review position on this without even you know, getting to talk about characters and, and action and, and events is that it is a good movie. Um, you can take the family to this, and I think your kids will love it. Um, I think the humor in it is well-placed and um, and everything. And, you know, there's there's surprises. There's things that don't, like like the clip says, uh, that don't go the way you think it's going to go. And um, that, to me, is also worth the ticket experience because 
when it's something like Star Wars, it becomes a little too familiar, a little bit like Doctor Who sometimes. You know, you, you learn to predict certain things, um, and I, I I think there was enough um, fun and surprise in this that made it really, really worth it. Um, so if you're on the fence as to whether you're going to go, you're not necessarily a big Star Wars fan, but you've seen the movie so you know, or you know what the general storyline is, I, I go and see it, because it's, it's a good movie, um, and also a good Star Wars movie. So I think I'll stop talking now, because you know, okay. um, I think Dave's jaw starts seizing up if he doesn't talk for at least 20 minutes every five minutes. Well, well, let me just say a few things. First of all, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I am going to see it uh, on the 29th uh, because my brother-in-law wants to see it in 3D. I know you don't like 3D. I don't appreciate 3D. Oh, I can't, and, I can't um, Well, uh, sorry about that. Uh, in a way, I'd but, rather not see it in 3D because I, I find you lose a little bit of the sharpness of the image and can look a little bit darker. Um, but... Um, I put a link into the AV forums, which is a, a UK program I watch about all technology and that. But they also do about the software and films. And there's um, well, it's classed as a spoiler-free review there. I'm just going to pick a couple of paragraphs out uh, that really actually underscore what you've just said. Um, uh, Star Wars: The uh, Last Jedi, Jedi, sorry, shuns playing it safe and adds a few surprising revelations, but uh, but cheap laughs and inconsistent pacing do spoil the fun. Um, but it also says um, uh, Luke addresses the mystery of what really happened with uh, Kylo Ren and why he's hiding out uh, where of course is uh, the scene we've already described it's a beautifully written role full of surprises and quite a bit of humour as you said uh, that Mark Hamill embraces completely delivering his best performance of his career in the process uh, according to this review right so um there's an awful lot there. And it is one of those things where, um, um, I mean, this is the back in the main theme. It looks lavish. That clip I played before, uh, you know, it, it looks uh, a magnificent visual treat. Um, the the two main loves like Ray and uh, and the, the the young boy, the that once started out his journey as a stormtrooper. Um, they they uh, reprised their roles and presumably a much more uh, established and uh, uh, you know um, really into the what's happening there. So we've got yeah. uh, we see Carrie Fisher again. I mean, uh, I'm sure you're not going to mention how that plays out, but um, no. I, I believe that whatever she had done for this film is on the screen. I mean, um, you know, they didn't have to do any rewrites on her stuff. No, no. everything everything that she filmed, from what I've read, uh, is in this. Is in this movie. Nothing was changed to accommodate her passing. Um, she had already finished her all of her allotted filming. Um, Carrie Fisher's dog is also in in um, in this, and also Mark Hamill plays another character in it. It's an Easter egg. What? Well, what? Well, the Joker? Ooh, excuse me. Oh, you want to mute yourself? Okay. Sorry, no, uh, I just had, I had an alarm and I'd forgotten it was coming up. I, I have a sleep study to do tonight and I'm not allowed any caffeine after 3 o'clock. So that was my 3 o'clock warning. <laughs> I'm off the caffeine now. So if I fall asleep <laughs> while Dave's talking, you know why. Yeah, it's not Dave talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the, uh, the, it was Finn I was 
the name I was trying to come up yeah. with. Yeah. And of course, yeah. um, we're, we're, I think we're in danger of getting into start of, even though I haven't seen it, uh, right. sort of spoilers. I did ask Snyder, who was with us in the room, um, you know, if he's seen it. He hasn't put anything in text. Mm. Uh, I would have, of course, asked him to uh, put a one sentence comment review in if he had. But um, that's probably why our numbers are uh, much reduced um, today because uh, it's the weekend and people are doing things and, of course, preparing for Christmas. So um, with that, perhaps we should move on. We did say we're probably only going to run for about uh, an hour today, Ian, and uh, we've got uh, still an important thing to cover, I think. A couple of important things. Indeed. Um, So uh, should we we move along to... um, First of all, talk about uh, the upcoming... Now, everybody will know that um, it's not spoiler to tell you that um, the uh, Christmas special of 2017, uh, the title has already been given out twice upon a time, and the the storyline, which we won't go into, uh, follows on from the very ending of uh, the last episode, where we see the Doctor falling out of the TARDIS onto a snow... Uh, cast land uh, with his arm or his hand glowing and um, round the corner we hear another person talking and as far as we know that's all we're going to say about it although there have been some lovely uh, uh, desktop wallpapers put up Mm. uh, and there's been two further teaser trailers so um, should we uh, play the um, those two little teaser trailers now Ian the first one's very short, but this is just 30 seconds. Who is that? I'm the doctor! You may be a doctor, but I am the doctor. I am your future self. Sunglasses. The Sonic. Indoors. Come back alive. Be here when I do. I will stop you. I will stop all of you. The regeneration is coming. Doctor Who. And I think they might have realised it would be a little bit tight with their teaser trailer because only today we noticed on DoctorWhoNews.net uh, they put up another uh, slightly longer trailer. Some of the mm. same words are in it, I think, but let's uh, play that. sort of a, a little bit of a nice nod to the classic um, Three Doctors, is it? Uh, mm. Where um, we have the uh, he is you and you are he. Right. We are all together, Scooby-Doo. Oh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> I, I do like the, 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 the Mary Berry line made me laugh uh, <laughs> out loud, uh, to which my wife 
gave me one of those looks. Um, <laughs> over to you, Mary Berry. Uh, the, uh, and I love the gag, uh, um, which is just, hang on, the windows are the wrong size. And then, and then the, what you're missing, of course, just hearing the clip is the doctor's about to walk into the TARDIS, stops, pulls his head back and looks at them, and then walks back in. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Really um, looking forward to this. I don't know whether some of our American listeners will know about Mary Berry. She's sort of a, um, a virtual royalty here in the UK. She's in her late 70s, and, and she's a, a, a baking uh, judge uh, uh, and uh, all-round cookery whiz uh, and um, basically a, a British institution, I suppose, on TV. Uh, whether their name has crossed the pond, I don't know. Obviously, for yourself and other Anglophile Americans, mm. uh, they will have heard of her. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, you can actually look up uh, the, I think they call it on Netflix, they call it Great British Baking Show. Um, and I think the same on PBS. Um, but of course, Mary Berry and uh, the some of the hosts have actually left the show because it was bought by ITV. Um, so no more Mary Berry. Uh, but the new show is actually pretty good. Uh, we enjoy it. It's got Sandy Toxvig and... Um, I've forgotten what your man's name now. Um, oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's how good they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, Paul, the, Paul, the, Paul, the Paul guy. Uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I think of the hosts. Um, oh, uh, yeah. The, the yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really follow him much. Um, but yeah. Mary Berry... It's an informative show, this, you know, where we're up on our facts. <laughs> yeah, seamless, yeah. But yeah, the um, new hosts are good, but, you know, to, to, to just tear away from Doctor Who for a minute. The, the show's good. The, the, the brilliant thing about um, the Great British Bake Off, especially for all those Anglophiles listening, is that it's a very British show, uh, and even though it's a reality show, everybody's lovely, and you end up rooting for everybody because everybody on the show is so nice. Um Everybody helps each other out, and it's just lovely. Um, actually, I'm just watching another. It's a uh, great family cook-off, and one of the winners of the Great British Bake Off has is is now a host of the show. She's just fantastic. Um, I think she's like the fan favorite from, from when she won. But anyway, back to Doctor Who. <laughs> well, well, one last thing. I'll just say that Mary Berry's now doing uh, stately homes cookery. She's going to all these stately homes. Oh, okay. And then, and then they're digging into the stately homes, going into the recipe book from it, and she's oh. picking out one of the recipes and uh, and doing her twist on it. But yeah, oh. so um, um, yes, yeah, so um, that's the flavour of the story. Uh, a lot of people know. I don't. Would it be spoilish to mention that Mark Gate is? It's got a part in here. This, no, I mean um, he's appeared on all the the, the the press release stuff and 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 pictures and stuff like that. So yes, Mark's in it, and uh, Pearl Mackey, of course, returns um, as as Bill, uh, which is interesting. Um, he was the last minute addition from what Steve Moffat Steve Moffat said. He had written like a good percentage of the story. And then realized what it was missing was Bill, and so went back and put and wrote her into the story. Uh, so it's 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 interesting. I mean, we know from when we last saw her that she survived in a fashion, and mm. uh, so there is no real problem with her returning. 
uh, it does kind of undercut the, her her goodbye uh, previously. But uh, I think well, it's, that was uh, the... from what from what Pearl Mackey says, this this is a a really funny episode, which means Dave's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 yeah. I mean, they, they left a tear in the doctor's eye when he was sort of mm. close to to a real death, as it were, rather mm. than regenerating. Uh, yeah. And that, of course, was the end of the last one. Um, so, um, I, I am really looking forward to this because, it, to me, also, you said uh, if it's funny, I won't like it. But one of the things that I often don't like about uh, when I hear the words. This is going to be the most Christmassy Christmas special we've ever had, which Stephen Moffat has used those words before. I think it was the last Christmas one, wasn't it? Even though I had Clara in that one. But um, this one doesn't look as though Christmas is going to be... I mean, the the nature of where the TARDIS has landed, uh, and because we now know it's the first Doctor that he meets, we we know this is related to the the Tenth Planet... um, we know it must be related to the time at which the first Doctor was coming to the end of his right. tenure as the Doctor, um, because he, you know, he seems to be muttering, "I won't do it, I won't do it." And we know this Doctor's uh, holding back a regeneration has been holding, re- and I think your theory was he's been holding back this regeneration for quite some time. Right. So yeah, um, it's kind of hard to tell where it all started kicking off. So, so we're 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 almost. I mean, we're almost a little bit like, uh, um, I don't know, quantum leap here. We're almost at a moment where you know Sam meets himself, uh, or, or the time tunnel, and the the going back to the beginning of the story because this is sort of brought Doctor Who back full circle to to the early days, uh, and and no doubt. Mike maybe not like it because it might put uh, it Mike may say he's rewriting the canon of Doctor Who uh, with mm. something that may happen in this. Uh, but at least Mike's watching Doctor Who again, uh, so uh, that's on board. Can we say anything more without being spoilerish? We know it's an hour long. We know this series. If we just move on a little bit with the the series that's coming up, it's no, it's only going to be ten episodes, not twelve. We first thought there were going to be 10 60-minute ones, meaning 300 minutes, which means the same actual screen airtime as 12. Uh, But that was uh, later clarified that I think it's just the first episode. Possibly the last one might be 60 minutes as well. Uh, But they are going to be... So we're basically losing at least one more. We're really down to about 11 episodes, maybe 10. uh, Yeah, we're we're, we're certainly down uh, a good... 60 minutes or so on on the screen time. Um, And we also know we've got a long wait. Um, One of the things that we'll perhaps mention a little bit more about uh, uh, Christmas specials and some things we're doing is that we have once before, Ian, waited a whole year. Remember, there was um, Mm. the Husbands of River Song, Christmas Day. Right. And then nothing until the The return of Dr. Miller. This time we're going to have this aired, and um, we've got a link, haven't we, for the Doctor Who News dot net about when the actual airing of this episode. Have you got that to hand? Uh, yeah. Or should I? Well, you already did. Huh? You just did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, not unsurprisingly, airs uh, 
on Christmas Day here in the UK, BBC One, uh, 5.30, uh, which uh, may be straight after the Queen's speech. I don't know, but that's, mm. although sometimes that's a little bit early. And so, of course, it will run without adverts here for a full hour. Um, now, in BBC America, it seems to be on quite late. BBC America and Space, it's on Christmas Day, but at 9 p.m. Now, yeah. is that because you've got the four time zones that will bring it up to sort of 5 p.m. in the Pacific that, that time zone? That could be zone. why they're doing that, yeah. I'm assuming, you see, it doesn't say here, but it's 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's 9 p.m. Eastern. It's usually the way they do it, you know. Right. If it doesn't say, it's usually Eastern. Right. And then uh, ABC Australia will be not too much different, but for them it will already be the 26th of December anyway. Right. Uh, at 7.30 p.m. But in actual real time, <clears throat> the difference won't be a day because they're 12 hours ahead. You know, it's, right. it's something like that anyway. So that's twice upon a time. The time's not announced. And then... Um, we're fairly sure that we will have no uh, more Doctor Who in the spring. Uh, we'll have to wait till the fall or autumn. And then it looks like as well, because there are only going to be 10 episodes, it's going to be not a split series. It's going to be a, a series that runs. It will start sometime as the kids go back here in the UK. Summer school, uh, summer holidays at, end, at the end of August. And they usually start back right at the beginning of September. So Doctor Who's like to start sometime like mid-December, 10 weeks on the run, and then a couple of weeks gap before the next Christmas. Um, but um, I think we ought to talk, before we talk about what we expect for that, should we talk about one of the things that we do expect with this Christmas episode, and again, this is not spoilers, at some point in the proceedings, the regeneration will happen. Yes. Something before, we... before we go into that, just on, yeah. on show times and stuff, um, on the 27th and the 28th of December, you can actually go and watch uh, Twice Upon a Time in the theaters. Uh, it's uh, if you go to fathomevents.com and uh, go to uh, Doctor Who Twice Upon a Time um, and put in your zip code, it'll tell you if there is a movie theater near you laying it. And there's supposedly some additional content uh, available as well. Um, there, I think there's a um, behind the scenes of of making the the, the Christmas special that you'll be uh, able to watch as well. Excellent. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, um, where where where, we where, where, where yeah. yeah. It, it's actually interesting because uh, I think going into this this time where I think we know a lot less about this Christmas special than we've known about previous ones. The the, uh, the story outline seems to be very brief and lacking in much detail. Uh, we've gotten, of course, uh, the, the trailers, the, the teasers that you played, plus there's a trailer out there. Um, or actually a segment from from uh, the first Doctor entering um, uh, Peter Capaldi's Doctor's TARDIS, uh, which is quite a nice little interchange, you know, when they realize who, well, our Doctor knows who the first Doctor is, but uh, yeah, there's some, some nice little stuff that goes on there. 
and uh, but yeah, but th- there's not a lot of detail like who the alien is if it's if it's an alien. Uh, it's not to do with they're in this they're like f- almost frozen in time. Well, at least this area is frozen in time. They are obviously available uh, able to walk around freely, not stopped by time. And this this one soldier as well. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot to yeah, it, it, to, yeah, to, not, to, to, to kind of you know guess on because there's not a lot known, um, which is kind of good. I, it's one of the things like like Star Wars. I went in, you know, I'm going into this not really knowing a lot, so you don't get expectations up. I know at some point we're going to see at least one regeneration. We might see two. So it'd be interesting uh, to see too, you know, and and how those will take place, and you know what the meaning of the Doctor being, you know, with you know meeting up with himself means for this regeneration, um, because I don't think we've ever really had that. Um, I mean, we've had multi-Doctor stories, but I don't think we've had a multi-Doctor story that ends with a regeneration. Right, uh, and of course the um, it wasn't called a regeneration when. The first right. doctor changed the second doctor anyway. But yeah, um you you're right, in that little teaser trailer you could actually see snowflakes, you know, frozen in the air. They weren't right. they weren't falling. You can actually probably glean more if you if you go and looked at the if you looked at the, the wallpapers and the pictures that were released. Because right. you can grain a few landscapes there and um the interiors of the TARDIS and so on and um and also I suppose from the, the costume um, that um, uh, Mark Gates is wearing, um, you can probably guess the time period uh, from which he is plucked at some right. point in the storyline. Um, one, one of the one of the se- the segments <laughs> that was released, and I wasn't sure if it was part of the advent calendar. It actually does allude to to, to where he's from because uh, the Doctor makes a comment about where he's from, and uh, that starts to worry Mark Gatiss' character. So I'm going to leave it at that in case some people aren't, you know, I mean, we played two yeah. two clips which are, you know, but this, yeah, that might be a bit of a spoiler, I don't know. I'm thinking of you, Darth, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> and I thought, and our Darth likes to stay spoiler-free, so. Okay, well, um, let's, um, let's assume in that, um, it goes off, and we utterly adore it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always usually watching the Christmas special, um, uh, you know, hoping that they are not going to mess up. Uh, but uh, you know, time time's great healer. Um, uh, although Husbands of River Song is still not really one I like, uh, I do like uh, last year's Christmas special. Again, we'll make a little bit of a, a mention of that before the end. Uh, so, should we we go on to? Um, uh, before we talk about any more on the actual, because um, you wanted to mention the the companions of the this new Doctor, but we'll assume that um, one of the things actually before all of this, uh, way back in well ninth uh, of November, certainly it was revealed the new Doctor's costume revealed. Do you right. want to spend much time on that, Ian, and I'll just give your impressions and thoughts? Well, yeah, it's it's one well, of the things that's. It's very difficult. I mean, back in the classic series, uh, the Doctor almost had a uniform. Um, there were changes and additions and stuff made uh, over time. It's a bit like Tom Baker's costume. It 
evolved, but generally whatever you saw the Doctor in when he regenerated, he pretty much stayed in that sort of outfit for the the rest of the show. Uh, Tom Baker always had a long coat and a scarf, um, somebody a slightly shorter coat, but a scarf, you know, the hat. And so it becomes very formative. The new series, though, the Doctor tends to change a little more. Um, and I think as we've gone on, the Doctor's actually, you know, changes his clothes a little more often, which is probably kind of good realism-wise, you know, and laundry-wise. It's probably good. Um, you know, with David Tennant, he had about, well, I think he had like three different suits, um, not including tuxedos or whatever. Um, Matt Smith changed his up a bit here and there. And, uh, and the same with um, Peter Capaldi's Doctor. So this new costume or outfit or clothes um, are interesting because while, while it's still the same character and everything, we are fitting a different physique um, and, you know, we're dressing, it's weird, it's like we're dressing a woman. Um, but also it's still the doctor. So it, I, I, I really got to kind of hand it to the costume designer, um, because this is a task which must be, you know, extremely difficult. Um, it looks a little untraditional, but there are callbacks, um, to, to previous outfits. There's a nice long coat that she has, um, she's wearing some boots, um, there's some uh, color bars on a shirt that she's wearing, which, you know, kind of, to me, it's a bit of a Six Doctor thing. Um, there's some nice piping on the coat. And, mm, I like that. Yeah, and so... Blue trousers. But, yeah, blue trousers. Uh, but the interesting thing, and, and the thing I have to agree with, uh, that a lot of people have been saying, is I'm going to wait until I see it in action. And that is really the kind of the telling point of, of the doctor's clothes is, you know, I mean, I think Tom Baker's uh, outfit was cumbersome looking, um, you know, this big coat, mm -hmm. hat, the scarf he took everywhere, which was, you know, just looked cumbersome. Uh, this looks kind of built for action, looks lightweight, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it doesn't have a heavy feel to it. It's very light looking. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see it. You know, where where where's the sonic screwdriver being kept? Um, I'm going to make a sexist joke. I hope I hope she doesn't keep sonic screwdriver. But my mother-in-law keeps her phone. <laughs> I'm not going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, because some women like to keep things, you know, where people aren't going to try and grab well, they keep the change, yeah, well, they keep their uh, purse. Anyway, let me, let yeah. me bring us back. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like the, 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 the striped bar across mm. a, a chest because, first of all, it looks too narrow. Uh, mm. Makes, to me, it makes her look, it, it flattens her, for want of a better word, I can't think of another 
polite way of saying it. Uh, mm. But I do like the coat. Uh, what I like about this, and I think this sort of a show, the long coat works. I always did it in the Highlander. I mean, in their, in their case, it was so they could hide the sword under the coat, right. so they had to have a long coat. But it gave this sort of, you know, you could be in the 18th century with highwaymen, but you could also be in a futuristic place if it's made of a suitable material. I think that was. We've yeah. got what looks almost like, um, with the shoulder pads there, right, a waterproofy. Uh, maybe even there's a hood at the back of that. Uh, you can't tell from that picture. I do like the piping. I like the boots. Looks like she's got some sort of tardisy blah, blue and white striped socks there. Um, so, and the other speculation I, we had, I think, was the about that sort of clasp on her ear, whether that's going to be some sort of sonic earring or uh, something um, on her on her on her ear, because so, it's in there. Uh, but all in all, um, I like the colour combinations. Um, the braces I can I can take, I'll leave. Uh, but I think, again, a lot of the Doctor's Adventures out and outdoors, so I think you've got to have something that's accommodating. I think the reason for keeping to one style of clothes in previous times were that they were filming these uh, series out of order, weren't they? Uh, right. And so um, for the continuity, it was just easier for the Doctor to always wear the same thing. Uh, yeah. And you could always brush it away with, all right, he may look as though he's wearing 19th century clothes, but it's made of, you know, self-cleaning material, um, you know, uh, that the, the TARDIS has fabricated, um, except for when he goes on special occasions and, and gets clothes from the local area, but the stuff that he actually has on the TARDIS. So, all in all, uh, um, I think it's a good starting point, and... Uh, Hopefully they won't sort of say, well, we're committed to it now. Uh, although I should imagine all the cosplayers are already... Uh, oh, yeah. The, 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 like the, I think it was like the day after it was announced, there was a convention somewhere in right. America, and there were there were already cosplayers, you know, dressed up. I'm like, uh, I say hats off to them. It's like, if you can if you can come up with a costume that quick, you know. Um, the, the interesting thing about this picture, and it's been analyzed to death, of course, um, is the TARDIS in the background looks different. And I wonder, now that I'm thinking about it, this isn't a spoiler, it's just me um, grasping at straws, is that in the Christmas episode where the regeneration is supposed to happen, um, I think we, you know, we can say, safely say that because uh, that's, that's their teaser trailer, the regeneration is coming is that we have two TARDISes. And the TARDIS in the picture, it looks more classic series, you know, like Tom Baker-ish. Uh, the uh, sign on the door is now black with mm. white lettering. The St. John's logo is gone. Um, it, it, it looks, the windows look different. Um, so, I'm wondering if there's. I'm wondering what's going to happen, because uh, yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought about it. We've got two Tardises that are in, you know, that are actually because normally when the Doctors get together, there's normally just one Tardis, or they only feature one. But uh, we're getting two Tardises in the next episode, which leads into this regeneration. So. I wonder if that has anything to do with the the, the different look. 
Oh, Ian, I, I'm, I'm absolutely shocked with you, shocked with you. You know there's no hanky-panky in the TARDIS, and now you're saying the two TARDISes get together, and this is son of TARDIS. That's it, son of TARDIS. <laughs> they've amalgamated yeah. the two. Uh, yeah. They blend, they meld together, and this is the sort of uh, the composite of the two. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. Except both both of them have the St. John's logo, so I don't know how we get rid of that. But yeah, it is interesting. Well, if he amalgamated, they had to get rid of the St. John, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the 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 TARDIS in the picture doesn't look like a real prop. No, it, it looks, also painted. It almost looks, you know, like you know, paint shop. In yeah, there, you know. Um So who knows if it even has? It could have just been created just for this picture, and that's what they the picture that they chose so it may not have any bearing on on what we're going to see in the new series so who knows you know but well, you know this is what we do as fans we get together and we nitpick everything to death <laughs> now we should just mention of course the the doctor is played by Jodie Whittaker we'll we'll talk more about her at another time but um the other thing we do know is this doctor is going to come with how many companions do we know Three, is it? Well, that's the interesting thing is is the the, the story reads like this, and this is a, an article from the Guardian, uh, which will, Dave will post that repost that link in there. That'd be great. Um, this was announced back on October twenty third uh, of this year. Um, the, the headline reads: Trio of new Doctor Who companions unveiled, um, and we have uh, Bradley Walsh, who a lot of people know. Um, Actually, I, I came to know from from uh, um, there's a game show uh, called The Chase. Oh yeah, which I'd seen when I was over in New Zealand. I don't think they they have it in um, America, but it, it's a different host. Uh, but he hosts the one in the UK, or did I don't know if it's still. He does. Yeah, I think he still does. Or he alternates with someone else. Yeah, but he is also an actor in his own right. He's not just a you know. Um, a game show guy. Uh, also uh, joining Bradley Walsh is uh, Mandip Gill and uh, Tosin Cole. Uh, so that makes three, as they put it, companions. But we don't really know what kind of a role they're going to be playing. Uh, we don't know uh, if they're all going to be in the TARDIS at once. Uh, we, don't fun, know yeah. if, we don't know if they're... I mean, it could just be... Uh, Mandy Gill could be the only one in the TARDIS, and the other two could be friends on Earth that they keep running into. Um, you know, we've had um, other you know people join the series for a long period of time. Uh, Rose's mum, uh, Mickey. Mickey had a limited stint in the TARDIS. Uh, one of the things that I um, thought would be kind of interesting is if all three of them traveled in the TARDIS separately. Um, we know that the Doctor, especially in the new series, keeps coming back to Earth and, you know, and, and picking up companions, you know, or the same companion. What if we had three storylines running, you know, three separate companions running um, at the same time, but they don't know each other? Um, rather than you know, the Doctor lands and they, she meets all three of them all at once 
and they all come and join her. That to me is kind of, we've done that. We've had, you know, uh, Tegan, Nyssa, and, and Adric uh, in the TARDIS and all at the same time. And it creates a problem, as we know, for story writing, because then you have to focus on four characters in one story. Um, so I think it'd be interesting if the Doctor travels with each one of them independently, and then as the series moves on, uh, you know, for some reason, you know, uh, like Bradley Walsh's character is a teacher or or a doctor or something like that, and he runs into one of the other companions, and you know they get talking and you know things start sounding familiar. You know, like, oh, I've got this friend, and we go on travels. Oh, I've got a friend too. You know, um, and so at some point they will realize that they all know, you know, the doctor. Um, so it, yeah, it's, we don't... it's interesting. Yeah, you know, we don't really know anything about their characters. Exactly. Um, we don't know yeah. if they're all going to be in there at the same time. They could all be there at different times. They could they could just be one person in the TARDIS, and the other two are friends on Earth. You know, uh, kind of like um, what was uh, Danny Pink? You mean? Yeah, that. Danny Pink. Like Danny Pink. Danny Pink. You know, I don't think he. I think he came came to the TARDIS once. You know. Um, you know, not all was there, but not always in the TARDIS. So, you know, it's really difficult to judge. Uh, it's a, an, a, a, an eclectic bunch, uh, old white guy, uh, and two, you know, two youngish people. Um, you know, one guy, one girl. So, it, 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 I think it looks good because, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's so PC. So, it's not. It. If you had three girls or three guys or, you know, three old guys or three young guys, or you end up with like, well, where, where's the storyline in that? Because, you know, you if you get all the same kind of people together, then you're really kind of stunting the storyline. What it looks like here is opportunities for different kinds of stories. Mm. And we don't know whether they're actually going to play humans or aliens or from different right, time yeah. periods or this whatever. Really, all all the news we've had is from from this. Um, I don't even know if we've got um, uh, character names yet. So. No, no. There was another person named as well who wasn't a companion, so I but I don't think we need to go into that. I don't think that's covered here on this article anyway. Uh, but another person who would be joining the cast. But um, the other thing is, uh, I'm going to mention about them going to ten stories. Uh, maybe they won't be doing two parts because um, I think what we're not doing a critique of the, the the last series here now. But if we were to do one, I think well, my, my main critique, and I think uh, Kyle has said it on discussing who, and I think you agree with it. Um, mm. The, the fact that they used three episodes on that uh, one with the uh, you know the the Egyptian the mummy ones, right? Uh, and that seemed to me as though they they basically stretched a story to cover three. Uh, they could have easily ploughed that into two, and um, um, we had quite a few two parters in there. And and before we found out, haven't we, in past series that. We thought it was a two-parter at the end, and actually we found out that the the last three stories have been created. You know, and if you go all the way back to Utopia, we didn't think that was part of a 
uh, a three-parter, but in in effect it was because right. it led into uh, that it set the scene for the two-parter, if you know what I mean. So hopefully these will be standalone. A bit like something called Black Mirror that I've been persuaded to watch in and yes, watched a couple you of. You really do need to watch that, Dave. I've watched a few, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Uh, anyway, I think we probably should wrap up here because uh, mm-hmm. without other people on audio, thank you for staying with us, Cy Bob. Um, we, we will start repeating our going into territory, which we don't want to. Yeah. Um, I think I haven't got anything else to raise other than the fact that I've got uh, something nice to play us out with, Ian. So okay. I'll hand back to you. Okay, well, there's a couple of things. Uh, well, actually, one thing that we're going to mention, of course, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, who just kind of picked this one up. Uh, uh, speaking of Christmas specials, uh, we have uh, just put out the feed last week, um, uh, the latest in our commentaries, in which we did the Husbands of River Song, um, which Mike actually joined us for. Uh, Mike is a big fan of River Song, and so we were kind of surprised and uh, well, delighted. Right. That he that he decided to join us for that one. Um, so yep, that one's out in the feed. Um, we hope to be getting together this week at some point to uh, record another commentary. Um, probably get caught up on the Christmas ones, and so maybe be on the lookout for the return of Doctor Mysterio. Um, yeah, I think that's yep. it. Well, yeah, there's one other thing I want to just clarify is that mm-hmm. if people have uh, subscribed to us on iTunes, you may find that some of our older episodes are not available at the moment. Uh, we are aware of that. Uh, some action has been taken on that part. So, But um, uh, the, certainly the latest 200 episodes of, of uh, uh, Doctor, uh, Doctor of Collective are there available. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, the others will be, be... It was because of some technical issue that had happened. Uh, with the service uh, so temporarily those older ones the, the newer ones have to be restored first so um, uh, if, you, if you're if you trying to listen back to something that we did six or seven years ago and think I wonder how well these guys have improved I'll go and listen to them six years ago well we were no better then and we're no better now no. But at the moment you can't check that uh, so uh, if you subscribe usually when you go to a, a, a an iTunes page, you see the the, the most recent 300 episodes. Well, uh, at some point down that two to 300 mark, uh, it may come up as unavailable. We do apologise. We are aware of it, and steps are being taken to remedy it. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. Um, if we don't talk to you before the, uh, the Christmas special, we hope you enjoy it. Um, we hope you have a very happy Christmas. Very happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate. And, um, of course, you'll be hearing from us um, pretty soon. Reviewing. Yeah, we'll be reviewing the Christmas special. Uh, Look out on our schedule for that. And um, we hope you guys all uh, come on in and sit down with a glass of eggnog uh, or brandy, whatever your tipple is, and and join us for reviewing the, the Christmas special. So, I think that's it, guys. Uh, okay, well, yeah, that will possibly be on the 7th of January. Uh, that's the, we, we've slated that date in, but uh, obviously things can change, people's schedules can happen, but it will most likely be Sunday, January the 7th, when we talk and review that. Um, all I've got to do, and uh, I'll, let, I'll, I'll mention this before I hit the play button, uh, we've got a Christmas message that we did five years ago, 
with my Mike, uh, Ian and myself. Uh, it's five minutes long, so when it's played out, uh, we'll hit the end recording button. So um, it's just up to uh, me to say on behalf of Mike, Merry Christmas to all our listeners and uh, listeners of uh, uh, Mike's Soundscapes. And um, Ian, to you, I wish you a Merry Christmas and uh, to our listeners too. And I'll leave it to you. Yeah, thank you very much. And to Cybob, who gets an extra special one since he's with us today. He showed up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, and guest five. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Hey! Yep, we're just coming to the end, guest five. So uh, we'll be playing our Christmas message and then we're out of here. But thank you for showing up. Um, so, nothing more to say than uh, it's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Merry Christmas, everyone. T'was the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a keyboard was stirring, nor even a mouse. The headsets were hung by the chimney with care. When exclaimed Mike, Ian, I see what you did there. The audience were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of who reviews danced in their heads. And Mama and her scarf, and I and my Stetson, had just settled in for a who viewing session. When out on the lawn there arose such a clutter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what my wandering eyes should appear but the Colton Collective yearning to hear. With a little old wino so lively and free, I knew in a moment it must be Dave Acey. More rapid than angels his callers they came, and he whistled and shouted and unmuted the same. Go on, Jeff. Go on, Darth. Go on, Kobo. And is Ken there? Go on, Perry, go on, Willis Girl, go, Cybob and Kinder. You're topping out, Darth, to the top of the call. Now chat away, chat away, chat away all. As dry humor that before the recording did fly, with news all in order and no mention of pie, with the intro at full volume and Dave AC, too. So on to the topic, the colors they flew. And then, in a twinkling, I heard something funky. The thumping and screeching of the typing monkey. As I drew in my head and was turning around, materialized the TARDIS with a vorp vorp sound. He was dressed all in costume. He looked such a sight. And his clothes were all garish with colors so bright. A bundle of gadgets he had in his pocket. And he looked like a Time Lord wheeling his sonic. His mind, how it twinkled. His voice was quite merry. He's working for NASA. It must be our Perry. He picked up his scanner and went with the flow. As he examined the TARDIS, it started to snow. With the tip of his tongue, he tasted the air. It tastes like Rioja, I do declare. He tipped up a bottle and proposed a toast to all of the collective, including the host. He was tall and lanky, a right decent chap. He's searching for Zelda, and he's got a green cap. With a wink of his eye, he spun on his heel, and he told me the time was just like a wheel. He spoke many a word, then straight to his quiz. When it comes to Bond trivia, he's really a whiz. And laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, 
Here are some points, I suppose. We sprang to the recording. The team gave a whistle, and they all were silent, like the down of it. But I heard him exclaim ere he ended the call. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. So it's good night for most you'll be happy to know, but return in the future with an entertaining show. So mark in your diary this coming date, the 6th of January, I approximate. So from all of us here at the Colton Collective, we hope you all found our rhyme super effective. From Ian and Mike, and also from Dave. In the new year, we still won't behave. Soon it'll be time to find wine for New Year's and avoid spoilers such that dark skeptical fears. What topics we'll have? Oh, you'll know when. And from all of us here, until then, until then. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.